Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast on happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Yes, there are limits. Health and happiness are correlated. It is hard to be happy if you're coping with physical problems. Yet recently, I saw someone with a bulging disc in his back, herniations in his neck, Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune disorder that can cause hypothyroidism. He also grieved from the loss of his father one year ago. He found it extremely painful. So he's in pain all of the time. He has difficulty with sleep due to sleep apnea. He suffers from migraine headaches twice a week. He overcame grief just this past year. And somehow he told me he's a very happy person. He told me happiness is a choice. So let me ask you this. Is his happiness due to a happiness gene? You know, some people born are born with a happiness gene. It's often said that some people by nature have a more positive or sunny disposition. Uh, Psychologists, in a study, they used data from 900 pairs of twins. They identified evidence for common genes, which result in certain personality traits that predispose individuals to happiness. And they predispose these individuals to happiness regardless of the circumstances. So in, in this this gentleman that I just described, despite his circumstances, he was happy. Happiness can be understood as the sum of different genetic contributions. So it's interesting. I, what is it? Is it, you know, the old arguments, nature versus nurture or genes versus choice, right? Uh, some researchers have identified six factors when it comes to happiness, self-acceptance, feelings of autonomy, personal growth, positive relationships, the pursuit of goals, and a sense of control over their lives. One psychologist, Sonia uh, Lubomirsky, uh, she identified uh, a happiness formula. And what she said was 50% of happiness is genetically predetermined, while 10% is due to life circumstances. And 40% is the result of your own personal outlook. And and so what she does is she cites strong evidence and research for what she called is a genetic set point. And this comes from a series of studies with identical and fraternal twins. So you have so, – so that's interesting when you look at uh, the amount of genetics that's involved in a level of happiness. Um I like this recent quote uh, by by um, an author. She wrote, the past is over. What happened, happened. Today is a new day, and freedom comes from seeing it with new eyes. It comes from recognizing what's going on in our minds and then choosing to release those thoughts and feelings. We all deserve to feel peaceful, but no one else can do it for us. So that brings us back away from that genetic set point of happiness and more towards happiness as a choice. Um, so, But we know that happiness is partly inherited. And some authors from the University of Edinburgh and Queensland Institute for Medical Research in Australia say that happiness may lie in your genes. What they found is that happiness is partly determined by personality traits that are largely hereditary. Hereditary. Um, you know, of course, along with your situation in life. So despite the fact that there's a certain genetic disposition, at least partly, to be happy, there are many things in life that we can change to be happy. 
So recently on the Dr. Vanningen Clinical Psychology and Parenting Show, uh, I gave some key nuggets on how parents can cope with their teenagers' irritability. And that video presentation can be found at Parenting Doctors or at your YouTube channel. Um, parents need some coping skills when dealing with teens who might be unwilling to help or they're overreacting or they're just being irritable. Um, and there's the little things that bother teens, right? <laughs> when you say I love you in public, right? Or uh, you tag them on social media or you ask them to do chores, right? Any instructions or corrections. A and then they easily get annoyed uh, due to inconveniences or others' idiosyncrasies. Then there's the bigger things of development, right? There's a lot of hormonal changes, a lot of emotional changes in their personality, in their temperament, in their emotionality. Uh, then there are things during the holiday season here that can trigger deeper emotional hurts. Parents' divorce and Christmas is a, is a hard reminder, a reminder of grandma dying, a loss of a friend, or even the worst, the loss of a parent. Holidays can trigger sadness and despair, and sometimes this comes out in negativity. Sometimes this comes out in irritability. So there's a number of things that can lead to irritability. On my show, I presented some key nuggets that can help parents cope with their teen's irritability. I presented a mindfulness grounding technique and lemon grounding, taking the time to get grounded with our senses, such as using lemons through the day to take in smells and tastes. Being present and being in the moment allows us to overlook negativity and irritability. Then I also talked about allowing freedom in the family, freedom of expression, freedom of expression of emotion, allowing kids room to express their emotions. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to express frustration. It's okay to express sadness. Freedom is encouraged in the family, allowing irritability because this is how they feel and allowing these feelings, allowing room and freedom for these feeling expressions. At the same time, at the same time we want to allow kids room to express, we still want to maintain standards of politeness. So we still expect politeness, we still expect courtesy and respect, and we address disrespectful comments. So you're allowed to feel how you feel, um, but disrespectful comments will be addressed. The other thing I mentioned, though, when coping with uh, teens' irritability is that happiness is a choice, and this brings us around to happiness being a choice. When parents can choose happiness for themselves, they look past their kids' irritability and they reflect happiness. Parents need to remember that you don't need your child's joy and cheerfulness to be happy and cheerful yourself. Your child's mood doesn't define you. You are secure, independent, and you decide that happiness is a choice and you will choose to be happy. And your happiness will eventually have a positive impact on your teenager. The larger theme of this podcast is that happiness is a choice. Now, we do, we do uh, kind of want to look at the big picture when it comes to happiness. So optimism, it does influence happiness. Optimism may be partly in your genes. We have science that shows that this is partly the case. So there's different ways to look at happiness. You know, one way 
50% of happiness is determined by your genes, 10% of happiness is determined by the circumstances in which you live, and 40% of happiness is determined by your actions, your attitude, or optimism, and the way you handle situations. Or 40 to 55% is determined by your genes, 45 to 60% is determined by your choices. Or if you believe that happiness can alter genes, you know, the, uh, the research breaks down even more. There's a characteristic that is emergenic, that uh, genes are affected. There's, it is affected by the interaction of a couple of genes together. Or a person's environment can switch genes on and off, elevate or decrease. So... I think one way to think about it is there's no comfortable formula. There's no accurate formula for happiness. You know, what we can say is that our genes play an important role in determining happiness, but so do other factors, circumstances, environment, our actions. It's helpful to remember that happiness is not a hard science. Um, although I'm sure that, you know, as you've been listening to some of these happiness explanations. They're really interesting. Um, but we also know happiness is way too complex a phenomenon to quantify. It's too complex to sort of nail down exactly. Um, but, you know, we know that gene circumstances and your actions, attitude all play a role. The bottom line is there's a large part of us where happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice, and I think the more we think about happiness as a choice, the better we the better we feel, the more happy we can become. Let me close with this as we celebrate Christmas and as we celebrate family togetherness. Let me close with some things that I think are related to the to this conversation. So while eggnog, Christmas trees, Christmas music, ham and turkey dinners evoke warm feelings. The love expressed is our best choice. Saying, I love you, I forgive you, I am sorry, I appreciate you, I love you. These are our best choices in evoking those warm feelings. While Christmas presents brings tons of fun and happiness, our smiles, our, our enthusiasm, our cheerfulness as parents, our graciousness, and our gratitude makes the biggest difference in our, in, in our interactions with, with our kids. Our generosity delights our children, but it is truly, but it truly is the generosity in our hearts that makes the biggest difference. Generosity of love, generosity of selflessness, generosity of patience, generosity of generous warmth makes the biggest difference. Happiness is a choice, and it has a huge impact as we celebrate the love of God this Christmas season. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. I <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed this week's parenting podcast on, um, on happiness as a choice. This is Dr. Daniel Vanningen with this week's parenting podcast. Thank you.